0: who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Laura Garden, welcome back to Entre Architect Podcast.
1: Thanks, Mark, it's good to see you again.
0: Yeah, same here. It's great speaking with you, great seeing you. Um, Laura is an architect at Ratio, headquartered in Indianapolis, and the founder of, L. it's L Squared Design, right? Correct. L Squared Design, LLC. Um, a published author and a creator of the Little Architects Alphabet and the A.R.E. Sketches series. Her passion for the profession drives her to mentor young professionals and volunteer in her community. She's the 2017 Young Architect Award winner, the 2019 chair of the Young Architects Forum, the 2020 AIA Indianapolis president, and was recently elected as an at-large representative on the AIA National Strategic Council. So you can see how it works, the progress from from Young Architects Award and just keeps going and keeps progressing and keeps contributing, keep making a difference. Laura's website and blog offer unique insights into uh, professional practice together with inspiration and tips for young architects. You can find all of that at the website l-2-design.com so write that down we'll remind you at the end it'll also be on the show notes but l-2-design.com is where everything Laura's doing is there so Laura T welcome back to Entree Architect podcast
1: thanks it's been too long i miss you i miss seeing everyone so
0: yeah me too thanks
1: for having me back
0: yeah it's great to have you back and with with all of the things being canceled and our you know the conferences being canceled we don't get to see each other one on one so it's been a long time um, the last time you were here on the podcast is when you um, launched ARE Sketches Volume 1 back in 2016. So it's been way too long since you've been back here because you've done a lot since then. Um, why don't you give us an update? Since 2016, you, and anybody who wants to, to know the origin story, we're not going to do the whole origin story again today. Go back to Episode 123, entrearchitect.com Episode 123. Uh, and you can hear Laura's whole origin story. But from where we left off, Laura, where, uh, what's your origin story up to today?
1: Gosh, Um, okay, well, I mean, there's multiple avenues. There's the local volunteering and there's the national volunteering. And then there's stuff through L squared and ratio. Um, So locally, as you mentioned, uh, guy. I guess back in 2016 i would have been secretary probably so i worked my way up through the presidency process i'm now past president for the local section um presidency during a pandemic year was interesting um had really high hopes for uh, a strong year themed around equity in the built environment um was able to bring in actually msr design out of minnesota um, for a February program before everything kind of shut down. And it was, they're really inspiring. I, I highly recommend you check them out if you've never heard from them. Um, but we were able to adapt and do a lot of uh, virtual programming as I'm sure a lot of people have gotten used to. Um, at a national level, at that point, I was the PR director for the Young, the Young Architects Forum and then transitioned, as you mentioned, into the chair position. Uh, so I'm f- officially rolled off of that. Uh, they actually do a three-year chair rotation. So you start vice chair, chair, past chair. So it's kind of a um, a 3 leg stool that you get to help each other through the process. Yeah, it's like good learning, leading, mentoring kind of scenario, um, which actually is a really good scenario for most things in life. Um, and with that, I uh, put together an application. Um, and applied for an at-large position at the strategic council and was um, successful in getting elected to that. So that's starting to kick off. We're starting to define the work groups that the council will, will uh, look into in the coming year. So I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes.
0: How does that work? What, what is that position and how does it work?
1: Um, so the at-large position is different than the regional um, positions. So down in North Carolina, um, you have the Southern States, I believe is what it's called. Um, and so you're you're a part of a five-state region, if I remember correctly, or a four-state region. I can't, I don't specifically recall. Um, but you have a regional represent, representative or perhaps two from that region that get elected to the council. The at-large is separate from that. They are elected at a national level by the current council members Um, to either uh, fill specific uh, knowledge roles or try and capture a certain uh, mindset or um, any variety of things that the council might be looking forward, thinking forward to what they might be looking into in the coming years. Um, The at-large position is a two-year term instead of a three-year term, which is what the regional reps do. Um, so it's, it's slightly different it, um, but it's very interesting. Um, the at-large positions tend to be a lot more, um, demographically diverse, a lot younger, um, a lot, everyone on the council is forward thinking, but I think the youth brings an extra incentive into that.
0: Yeah. So Um, it sounds like it's a way to guide the, the demographics and the thought process that the uh strategic council has right so Mm -hmm. if if it's basically made up of all the regional councils that or the regional representatives then they get what they get right and and you know that's a great start and then be able to see okay where what what can we add to make it even more powerful right you go out and find people who could potentially fill in those gaps and make it even more useful more powerful
1: right so that it's a it's an interesting process, um, the application process uh, you have to be nominated by a current council member. you have to get letters of support. so thankfully, applying for the Young Architect uh, national award, I had uh, you know a background template and a good understanding of of what was needed and how to kind of show a breadth of work across different ideas and how to kind of define in um, a vision and explain how, how that happens in the work that I do. Um, so you have to put together that application and then you spend the next like four weeks campaigning and reaching out to all 60 council members. Um, thankfully because of my national work, I knew a good chunk of them in advance. Um, but you're still cold calling a lot of people, which is, a a not too comfortable feeling for me. Yeah. Um, but because of
0: your your activity and your, you know, all throughout the years of working and networking and, you know, contributing, a lot of them, even though it's a cold call, they probably at least knew who you were, so it, it wasn't. It was more of like a, a warmed up cold call. It wasn't really a warm call.
1: Yeah. But it wasn't um, purely
0: cold. Yeah, everybody I mean,
1: everybody I mean, in the just, AIA
0: knows who Laura T. Garden is. Oh, I
1: I won't say that. Um, I mean, I think some did some, it was really fun and interesting to hear them like start to piece together. Like, Oh, you're the person behind X. Okay. I know, like, I know of your work. I just didn't know you. Um, so like, that's kind of fun to, to have them connect those dots.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So you, you're, uh, you're working your way up through AIA and mm-hmm. and both locally and nationally. So so what's going on in in work and with your books?
1: Yeah, so uh ratio work is uh going well. I just passed in the 5-year mark and coming up on 6 years with the firm. Um doing a lot of growth there both in the continuing to learn and continuing to be able to start to mentor, which is fun. Um a lot of informal mentoring, which I think is really uh, I think to me is, is something that I really enjoy versus, you know, the, okay, you must mentor this person versus like someone coming to you realizing that you have a knowledge set that they want to learn. Um, so starting to focus in on some hospitality work, but also multifamily and affordable multifamily, um, starting, I've done a, variety of work with them in the past a lot of higher ed which i still really enjoy Um, but i'm starting to try and focus in on a a couple project types that i that i enjoy more than others Um, and yeah doing really focusing on that l squared has kind of taken uh, a back role outside of uh, the book uh, process so i've I've used the company as the umbrella under which to publish the books, but haven't been doing a lot of residential work um, outside of my own. Uh, so, which is a yeah. story all in itself. Should go, <laughs>
0: yeah. go go follow Laura on Instagram and follow follow her progress on her house.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, the last time we spoke, the f- very first airy sketches book had published, so that would right. have been April of 2016, and I so much has has happened since then
0: yeah so you have two volumes of that book now and a new book right so so explain before we get into the new book explain are sketches and what that is and how people can access that and and then we'll talk about the new book
1: yeah so are sketches um its origin story kind of just happened organically uh found i had it In the process of taking my own tests had built um, kind of a peer network online of people that we would ask each other questions and encourage each other as we were getting uh, through the tests. And when I finally passed, I had a lot of people saying, well, what one thing like do you think helped you the most? And I mentioned that I would find myself sketching what I was reading in the study material to make sure that I visually understood it and they asked that I share that with them and so instead of just taking cell phone pictures of my study notes I started professionalizing the sketches and then um, found a need to somehow bind them all together um, so that people could see them and that became the books so The first two books uh, were built around ARE 4.0 material but really from 4.0 to 5.0 the content didn't change it's just the organization of how the tests are laid out that changed. Um, So the first two books roughly cover a good chunk of um, p and I believe in the 5.0 book. Um, but also have some information uh, for some of the other tests. So there's still good content, Um, but I am in the process of working on um, the first book for the 5.0 series uh, with them reducing the the testing amounts. So they went from, um, they reduced one of the amounts of tests and therefore punched more content into each of them um, so this this first book is looking to have roughly 500 sketches which is a lot to take on um, so I'm about two-thirds the way through that right now um, but in the meantime I also then published uh, a new book a different series uh, which I plan to be a series uh, called little architects alphabet
0: yeah it's very cool
1: yeah um, I'm really excited um, the the brainchild for that was my nephew um, and he turned two this past October. So I figured it was high time to get it in gear and get it finished and published because he's starting to learn words and understand colors and shapes and stuff. So um, it's it turned out I think to be a fun little book. Um, each letter has its own main page and it also has a secondary page that goes through other Um, words in the architecture and design world uh, that center around that letter, Um, obviously all visually interpreted as well. Um, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback. I really love getting pictures from friends and from random people online who found the book of their little kids enjoying it, Um, and a lot of interesting feedback that for parents with, um, kids who aren't necessarily of the alphabet age, but still young and learning, um, that the kid is understanding design concepts or learning about architecture in as much as they're learning the alphabet. Right. So,
0: yeah, I could definitely see how it could do that And with the book, with each page you have each letter and then you illustrate it much in the same style as your ARE, uh, sketches book. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you've selected words from the architecture profession and industry and design world and illustrated those words. And so they're learning those words and seeing those pictures next to those words and learning mm-hmm. what those words mean and how they work. And, and then probably, you know, inspires conversation between the child and the person reading the book to them. And, and uh, I could imagine that you're probably inspiring some future architects.
1: I mean, I hope so. That would be, that's the best case scenario is to get little brains thinking about the world around them.
0: So it'll be, it'll be fun if in the future I'm still doing this podcast and I'm doing this origin story because I do origin story on every episode. And one of these days, years down the line, I'm going to (laughs) say, somebody's going to say, I had this book called the Little Architects Alphabet and that got me started. It's still on my shelf now. And that'll be be, be the, uh, that'll be, I'll be, I don't know how old I'll be by then, but (laughs) it'll be uh, fun to hear that. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode Arcat, Studio Services Bookkeeping, Fresh Books, and Twin Motion. I'm hearing it more and more among the Entree Architect community. Your workload is piling up. And with project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. RCAT.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content. And it's designed so you can access it quickly and efficiently. And even better, RCAT.com is free. It's free to use and requires no registration. So visit today at arcat.com and access the information you need now. That's arcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. Studio Services Bookkeeping, a division of Charette Venture Group, provides concierge remote bookkeeping services to small firm architects. Liberate yourself from bookkeeping tasks by outsourcing to trusted professionals who understand the nuances of your industry and your firm size, you can maintain control of your finances without doing all bookkeeping tasks yourself. Studio Services Bookkeeping goes beyond traditional bookkeeping to help you manage cash flow, analyze project profitability, handle invoicing and streamline your financial systems. Learn how to start outsourcing your bookkeeping today at ss-bookkeeping.com slash entrearchitect. And mention Entree Architect and get five hours of free bookkeeping with a six month contract. That's ss-bookkeeping.com slash Entree Architect. When building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all the invoicing and accounting on your own, you're probably spending time on work you don't love. FreshBooks is built for business owners like you. It's the all-in-one accounting software that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week. That's 11 hours that you can spend nailing a client pitch, serving your clients, or honing your craft as an architect. From building, sending, and following up on invoices, to tracking and managing expenses, to processing online payments, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all the tough and annoying parts of running your own business. It's also super easy to get up and running. And the award-winning FreshBooks support team is always available to answer questions. Try FreshBooks today for free, 30 days, no credit card required, 30 days. Go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and enter Entree Architect in the how did you hear about us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and get more time back to build the business you love. What if you could visualize your building in a couple of clicks, remove months from the design process, or create a bridge between stakeholders to solve problems before they even come up? Our friends at Twinmotion offer simple, real-time visualization for architects. Their technology lets you view and edit your scene on the go in the same pixel-perfect quality as the final rendering. Twinmotion seamlessly integrates with other tools like SketchUp and Revit, transforming your BIM or CAD models into high quality images, panoramas, VR videos, or presentations. Sound complicated? Well, what if I told you that Twinmotion enables anyone to present the biggest ideas in the easiest way possible, regardless of previous CG experience. To download your exclusive free trial, head to Twinmotion.link slash Entree that's twinmotion.link slash entree architect. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree architect community. So let's talk a little bit about how you got these books published. Because um, I think there are people who are listening who uh, have ideas like this, mm-hmm. right? And you know, it never goes beyond that idea mm-hmm. because it gets too overwhelming or, you know, they're afraid or they just don't know how and they're focused on other things. So um, can you just go back to the first one or maybe even, you know, any of them? But, but what's the process of getting it from an idea to, you know, there's the, and there's probably some mindset work in there as well, right? To get from the idea to actually say, okay, I'm going to do this yeah. to actually doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, six, seven, or I guess it would be five, six years ago when I did the first book, that um, it was a lot more unsettling to navigate the process and the idea of publishing a book than it is now. Um, But that's what happens when you try things and learn. And every single time I've published, I've learned something new about the process and has so, the process
0: changed, or has the technology changed in those five years since you launched the first one, or is it pretty much the same process?
1: Uh, it's changed a little. Um, so, I guess specifically, I pub I self published through Amazon. Um, I didn't go through a um, publishing company, um, and that is the case for each of the three books so far, and the next two to come. Um, so the you know, the, the website makeup of how you go through the upload process and how you get it edited and vetted and checked from Amazon has obviously been upgraded over time. Um, but the idea is still the same. Um, they still assign you a library of Congress, ISBN number. They still do all of the required things that you do when you publish a book. Um, So,
0: so what, what format are you designing the book in? So you do these sketches, Mm -hmm. and you assemble it into a, into some sort of format. Um, what, what tools are you using for that format? Is it essentially a word document or PDF or how does, how do you go from sketches to sort of.
1: Right. So, so I will say that Amazon is built to, for random people to publish novels. Like that's what it wants you to do. Um, so I have to do more work on my end because mine are more visually, um, they're, they're visual books. Um, so I actually start out on my iPad in the paper app, uh, which was previously uh, 53, but now has been bought by-
0: I think it's WeTransfer, isn't it? yeah
1: Yeah, yeah, Wii transfer took it over. So I use that and I use uh, my, my tablet and a, a pen, And sketch through that. And that's what I've used for all three so far. Um, Those images, I then both save a backup to Google Drive and then also transfer um, over to my computer. And I do the layout in InDesign Mm -hmm. um, because Amazon either wants you to upload a Word document or a PDF file.
0: Okay. Um, InDesign is an, an Adobe product. Yes. Just for anybody who doesn't know.
1: Um, So I do that because I can create the book out of it and get an understanding of the flow of of how the pages are going to work. And and Amazon does do a good job of helping you understand, you know, how big your print area actually should be. And then you have to go through the process of based on how many pages you have, you have to design a cover with the correct depth of a spine built into it. Um, So they have templates to help you understand all of that. And then there's obviously the money side of it. So you have to decide like, how big is this book? Um, how many pages is, there, is it going to be? What quality of paper is it going to be on? Um, all sorts of things. And
0: you pick all that through the Amazon process? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and there is some, some logic to how you go through that. Um, your standard six by nine book is the easiest book to stock and the easiest book to print on the line. So they really want you to fit into that. Um, I went uh, to a square format for this one. And I had to be very careful about the actual size of it to make sure um, that it still would be able to then be pushed to secondary distribution, um, which means it can get to schools and libraries and um, independent bookstores. Because um,
0: there's, there's specific standards of sizes those places will go? That um, I,
1: I don't know who determines it. If it's Amazon, I think it's probably Amazon or the, uh, distribution pr- category, but only certain sizes of books meet the secondary distribution factor. Um, so if I and were and, to.
0: And are you informed through the AI or through the AI, through the Amazon process of all of yeah. that, or is that something you have to do additional research for?
1: No, they, they do help you. Like it's actually like an interactive table. So as you're selecting what you're doing, certain things get grayed out.
0: Got it. Yeah. And
1: and the same for like the cost of the book, like as you're selecting your size and paper type, like it's telling you how much it will cost to make the book. So, and then there's Amazon's marketing fee that gets lopped on the top of it. <laughs> um, so, you know, your royalty is uh, penance compared to, um, the total cost of the book. But. Yeah,
0: but the size of the distribution makes it worth st- sticking yeah. with Amazon and then you could still sell it separately, right? right? You're permitted to sell it separately.
1: I can, I can order author copies and sell it separately. I did that um, with the first Aries sketches book very heavily. The second one slightly less. So I decided to not do it through this one um, unless it's like batch bulk orders uh, through people I know. Um
0: Why did you make that decision? Time. Time. Um,
1: I mean, with the first book, I think I was making $5. Like if you think about it, because it was so big, it was a 40, it's a $45 book that is 270 pages or something. I can't remember exactly. Um, and I was getting $5 out of that because it's color and it takes so much to make the book. Um, now, if I sold it myself, I could get like $8. Um, and I was younger and had a lot more time on my hands, so it didn't bother me. Like it, it wasn't as much of a burden to have to go through the process of like tracking the order and printing out the shipping label and getting all the books to the post office. Um,
0: right. When you add up all that time, you've actually lost money.
1: Right. Um, so now I'm in a place where my time costs more. Um, I am a lot busier and so I just decided to push it all to Amazon so it made it easier in that way I still link to it on my website through the Amazon it just like is a direct Amazon buy link Um, so all the marketing channel kind of filters into that no matter what as compared to like well you can buy it on Amazon or you can buy it from me it's just like all roads lead to Rome so
0: have you, have you experienced any, um, benefits outside of, you know, has the book sort of helped you from a, an authority position or an influential position? Has it sort of helped you outside of the, you know, the benefits of writing a book and making some money? Has it helped you outside of that?
1: Um, I mean, I think that it, there is in, in a generic sense there. There is an understanding of a person's gumption if they actually fall through on publishing a book.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I have been asked to speak about that process or speak about, um, you know, getting the process of getting licensed or how you think through things visually um, at different conferences. I actually was hired as an independent contractor to help uh, a section of the AIA. Create some visual graphics for some of their building resources content. Um, that was two years ago, I believe. Um, I'm, there's the possibility that that could come back again, uh, but it's so it's those kinds of things. Like yeah. when when you um, are seen as someone who can turn. Obviously, most architects are visual thinkers, but when you're seen as someone who can adeptly turn an idea into an easy to understand diagram um you have people reaching out for that
0: mean. yeah it gives um, you credibility it gives you authority um you know it, it 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 identifies you as an expert in that in the in the topic of what you wrote, but like you said, it also says a lot about who you are right it's you you went from idea to published book three times mm-hmm. you know when you say that you know the mindset shifts on the perception of who you are and what you can do the potential Mm -hmm. of what you can do
1: yeah yeah and and it's fun to see there have been um thankfully you know the people who actually ask permission i've gotten uh outreach from a handful of professors around the states um teaching a variety of different classes i've been it's been interesting to see the different classes that use some of the sketches um and some towns like some town councils use some of the more historic preservation sides of things or like the um actual zoning and planning sketches to help explain ideas in their like town websites or like in different meetings i'll find like meeting minutes online um
0: That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. been
1: fun to see. So
0: Well, it's exciting. It's exciting. So what's the future? What's uh, can you can you give us any hints on uh, i know you're doing the next ARE books. Yeah. Uh, anything? That, anything else going that on? Is,
1: that is definitely still in the process. Um, I'm starting to think about what the next Little Architect book series is, um, because you technically can't trademark something until you have two of it. Um, Do you don't... want you
0: want to own Little Architect.
1: Yeah, I want whatever. to own Little Architect. So I'm trying to think about what that what that means. Um, and the different avenues that that can go. I also understand in the process of dedicating the first book to my nephew like I've set myself up for potential <laughs> world of hurt of having to do this for every future uh niece or nephew but um but that's a positive world of hurt. Um yeah. So so yeah, I'm starting to think about what that means for the next one. Um there's a lot that uh you know, book or non-book related that will hopefully all happen in 2021 i i started the kitchen demo at the house i'm hopefully eloping this year um covid pending um so so there's a lot uh but yeah yeah, those those books are on the horizon um and carving out time to actually get the sketches done is always the main uh pinch point
0: and that gets harder and harder i can tell you (laughs) that it gets harder every year yeah. It, before we hit record here, I was saying how you, know, you and I have known each other for a long time, and prior to 2016, when you came on the show, you were planting seeds, right? You were reaching out to people, building networks, you know, working super hard, uh, making decisions, putting yourself in, in the right positions. And today, you know, in 2021, you, you're starting to see, and you already have seen, much of those seeds blossom right they're all they're all growing and they're turning into beautiful flowers and it's really interesting to uh and inspiring and motivational to hear your story so i definitely recommend everybody go back to episode one two three and listen to that uh, and then come back and listen to this again uh, because i want you to be inspired i want you to be motivated to execute on some of those ideas and and reach out to people and connect with them and build your networks and make a difference, right? That love, learn, share that I say every at, at the end of every episode, I don't just say that for the heck of it. I say it because that's what I mean. So take care of one another, learn from one another and share with one another. Uh, and Laura, you are a, a perfect example of that. You have, you. you have done that through the years and uh, and, I'm, and I'm proud of you and I'm excited to see uh, where you are and where you're going so thank you for that
1: yeah thank you mark um yeah it's crazy to think back you know the the first times we were meeting i think it was probably it it was at the 2014 convention uh Chicago. Lou yeah lou malnati's pizza yep.
0: that was the first time we met you and i yeah. had connected before on the internet but that was the yeah. first time many of us met at that pizza i yeah.
1: have great
0: i have some great pictures of that yeah. of that yeah. dinner that was a lot of fun yeah um Laura, before we wrap up, I, and I didn't remind you of this, but if you could share one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow, what, what would you say? And that's a big open, wide open question. If you had one tip for an architect, um, maybe even a startup architect that's sort of just starting out, what would you say is one thing they can do right now today to get further tomorrow?
1: Make a plan and make it digestible. Um Figure out what steps you need to take to get to what it is you're trying to do and and then just chunk away and see it through.
0: That is excellent advice. That's my advice too. Whenever anybody ever asks me what they should do, no matter what level they're at, whether they're startup or you know, been in the business for 40 years, mm-hmm. do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? Start mm-hmm. with a plan, even if it's just just... A basic one sheet. Okay, here's what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. Write it down, make it a plan. Say, okay, this is the plan. And then you can adjust it, make it different. You know, it evolves, it changes, but it gives you something to go back to when, you know, the next shiny object, that next great opportunity jumps in front of you. And you say, oh, that looks really good. Great. Should I go chase that opportunity? And then you can look at your plan and say, oh, nope, I'm going to stick it to my plan. Or you can say, well, no, that opportunity is better than the plan. I'm going to shift my plan and go after that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Great advice. Laura Garden is her name. You can go check all of what she's doing at l-2-design.com. That's the website for everything. So ARE sketches are there. Little Architect is there. Um, the art, the, her, her firm is there. There's I think there's probably even links to Ratio, if anybody wanted to, to see that. Yep. Uh, we'll have links to everything on the show notes. So you can go to the show notes as well, including the books. The books will be there. ARE sketches, a visual guide, to the architecture or architect registration exam, volumes one and two. And the new book is the, well, it's not so new anymore, <laughs> but it's A couple the newest months old. book, um, the little architects alphabet learning your letters through design. They are both available on Amazon and we will have links in the show notes where on social media, Laura, should people reach out and say hi and connect and subscribe.
1: Um. So it's basically L2 Design LLC for Twitter and Instagram. Those are my most active platforms. Um, I believe it's a similar name typology for uh, the Facebook page. Um,
0: but and- you're most mostly active on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll
0: have links to all of that. But but that's if you want to connect, that's where Laura hangs out. Yep. <laughs> all right, Laura. Thank you. This has been fun. I I thank you for not only joining me here today, but but everything that you do for the profession, because you are making a difference in many, many people's lives, uh, both in the profession and personally. And so thank you for doing that. Thank you for the leadership. Uh, and thank you for sharing your knowledge here today at Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Mark.
0: If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. Links to all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. And thank you to ARCAT, Studio Services Bookkeeping, FreshBooks, and Twin Motion for their support of this podcast. Entre Architect is proud to be a partner with the largest, most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet, Gable Media. We're curating thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-Media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership, ready to edit business resources, live monthly training for architects, business training that is, a supportive architect community. Yep, it's there. And Simple Systems, our new business system program developed for small firm entrepreneur architects just like you it's in there for you at entre architect academy it's waiting for you right there at the membership come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends visit entrearchitect.com/join to enroll today be well my friends be healthy happy safe and secure thank you for listening today love learn and share what you know